My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Hey guys, today I am interviewing Sawyer Baird. I met her six years ago. We were in Atlanta, Georgia. I reached out to her because I really admired her work as a photographer. She has since gone on to pivot her photography business and add a lifestyle brand and blog and experience called Simple and Sweet. That is in the baby stages and there's big things coming. So she shares about what she's got up her sleeve and all the crazy stuff that 2020 has brought her. So I want to welcome Sawyer Baird to Bossy Class. Yeah. So how's it going over there in the in it the New York City? It is going. I will be the first. I mean, not the first, but I will say New York is definitely not dead. <laughs> um, it is so wonderful outside. Like, it's just like very, it's like very Paris-like right now. Um, people are dining in the streets and definitely everyone's super respectful on just social distancing and everyone's wearing a mask. And it's been such a weird year, but it's also been really refreshing to see like families go on walks and, you know, just like people walking outside and getting outside too. So it's been like this really kind of refreshing year, even though it's been one of the weirdest years ever. Yeah, absolutely. That's how LA is. It's really kind of brought in us all together as opposed to you're all out for success and on your own and that's it. Like there's been a sense of camaraderie down in LA as well that I've seen, which is cool. Yeah, it's been nice. I mean, just being able to like spend time home and regroup and like cook more and just kind of take things a little bit at a slower pace, I think is something we all needed, but we didn't know how bad we needed, if that makes sense. Yes. Especially us in the in the cities too. It's like I've been, you know, to New York and Brooklyn and it, it is. It's a fast paced New York minute, kind of like it's really a thing. So to have that breath space is really cool um but yeah tell us tell us about I mean you and I have known each other for what six years now we met in Atlanta yeah. at breakfast yeah and wow six years wow it's <laughs> so long yeah it's like, great yeah I know yeah I um I reached out to you because I was in the area for a workshop and we totally became fast friends but tell the listeners about you and your journey in photography and pivoting. We'll get into that later, but yeah, tell us about your journeys. Yeah. So I, I've been a photographer for as long as I can remember. I know that's like one of the cheesy things people, you know, say, but it's really true. Cause I, I mean, I picked up a camera when I was 14. Um, but mm-hmm. I started, you know, I just remember being a kid and my mom used to shoot 35 millimeter film a lot with me growing up. And I just remember like dropping it off at Eckerd's. It was Eckerd's at the time before Rite Aid. And we, you know, it just always felt so fun when we got the photos back. And I just remember being so intrigued by that process. I think that was kind of my first 
oh my God, I love this, but I didn't realize it yet. I didn't realize it until I was a teenager. Um, and then my grandfather who, you know, is like my dad and was like my father, um, always had his 35 millimeter camera, you know, out and it's definitely my most prized possession that I own now. Um, but it's, it, I was kind of all, always around it. And my mom was an artist, so I always enjoyed, you know, the artistry. And she always encouraged, you know, just that creative part of my brain. And then when I was 14, I got, like, my first camera. I asked for a camera for a vacation. And my grandparents got me a camera. And I remember looking back on the photos from that trip and just being able to relive every single moment from that trip and that just being so beautiful to me like looking back at a photograph and remembering everything that happened that day and I think it was a little bit different because for the first time like I was taking the photos and I was like wow this holds so much weight and memory to me um and it was just simple um and then I really kind of fell in love with it I started photographing my friends senior photos just for fun and then people just started asking me to take their photos um and I started and then I became an intern for a company in North Georgia who does weddings and definitely fell in love with the wedding process. And then when I graduated from high school, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta for two years and dove straight into photography there. Um, and then I realized when you jump, what's really fun about college, like going to college or art school in the sense is like you kind of get to jump straight into your major and I started taking photography classes and one happened to be film photography. And I realized how much I missed that process of film from being a, like from my childhood. And I was like, how are people still shooting film and weddings? Like, cause I had been doing weddings at that point. And I was like, are people still doing film and weddings? And sure enough, they were. And this was, you know, 2012. And I was like, wow. And then I just jumped in and fell in love with that whole process. And it made me feel like an artist again. So that's kind of like my whole photography journey. Um, launched my business um, 2014. Um, yeah, I launched my photography business in 2014. Um, and then recently, 2020, we launched Spirit and Lamb, which is a wedding photography company. So a long photography journey for me, um, but it's yeah. been really good. Yeah. One of the things that we've connected with so much is you're an incredible artist, but you also like some artists are just like, I'm an artist and that's it. Like it's like, not that's it in a bad way, but this sort of thing of like, I do this for a living and this is what brings me life. And I think some of the things that we've connected on have been, we kind of think both sides of the coin, like, okay, how do we monetize this? How do we um, find holes in the market. I think like you have just in, in watching you over the years, you've reached for the thing past the art, I guess. Um, and I'm curious, like, have you always connected with that entrepreneurial side or is that just something, where did that come from for you? I think for me, I mean, I th- it's one of those weird things because I think that connection of artistry with the entrepreneurial side of me is very much in line with the other. I think like, I think when you want to show up for people and you want to be able to serve people and help people in that sense, you kind of have this 
inner drivenness to help people. I, it's it's hard to explain, but like I wanted to make my art be something that served people and in, in, in I wanted to do it for myself, but what brings me a lot of joy is always like showing up for people and helping people and telling their stories and even stories through photographs and like bringing someone joy in that sense. So I think my drive comes from human connection and meeting people and knowing it's not just all about me. It's about making other people feel emotion and feeling. So I think my bigger picture and bigger drive and everything I do has always been like, how will this affect others? And like, how will this make other people happy? And how am I showing up in a bigger scale on a big scheme of things that's bettering the world? Um, Mm, So that's kind of where my entrepreneurial drive is, is like, how can I do what I love, but also affect other people in a way that brings them joy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were doing, um, you were doing Sawyer Baird photography and then mm-hmm. you pivoted. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. And what was the heart behind it? That so I finally, I pivoted. Yeah. So I pivoted this year. We pivoted to Baird and Lim. Hannah joined my team a few years ago. She interned with me and then became an associate for me. And we just shot under my name. And then, I mean, Hannah has been my right hand woman for years now. Um, and we just realized we really work well with weddings together. Um, in the past, I, you know, for a lot of my wedding career, when it was Sawyer Beard Weddings, I, I was in a relationship with somebody who definitely helped me in my business a lot, like traveled and worked with me when they could. And I think it was really interesting when that relationship did end, um, me kind of focusing on myself and realizing, oh my gosh, I really did need another person, not to say like, I wasn't fine on my own, but like I needed someone I could talk to about things. Um, The wedding industry is one where it's really rewarding, but there's moments that can be really stressful. I think as we all know, it is a wedding day. It is the day, you know, and there's a lot of stress on that. But I think having someone you can talk to about it in that field is so important. So there was a lot of reasons for the pivot. One being that I wanted Hannah to have a voice on the team because she's incredible and she had been with me for so long, but also there's a part of my photography journey and the, my side of photography that I really want to do that has nothing to do with weddings. And I think when I started shooting weddings at 16 and launching my photography business at 19, I, I thought I was going to do weddings forever. Um, and over the past few years, as I've really developed, um, not to say I'm not still growing, but as I've developed into, you know, the young woman or the woman that I am now, I've realized my priorities really shifted from just weddings to telling stories about women. And that's kind of where this underlying like real pivot was that moment where I was like, I want to take my name off wedding. So when I can get into the work that I'm pursuing now, which is portrait work of women and telling their stories and fingers crossed, eventually writing a coffee table book to tell these stories of women, I really wanted my name associated with these portraits that I was taking. Um, And having that be kind of not necessarily like my legacy with photography, but also at the same time, my legacy with photography, I really wanted to be known for that. And then I've also loved um, pivoting and you know, sharing my travel work 
with um, designers and artists and hotel brands and stuff like that and working like kind of maybe a few commission work pieces here and there. But my travel work is something that I just I love such on a deep level because it tells so many emotions and stories for me. And then being able to share that with people too, um, just outside of like work. It's just, that's something I'm able to do for fun and now can share with other people, just kind of that inner heart that I have for that. That's amazing. That pivot. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I know you and I have, I mean, not to be like so comparative or whatever, but like, um, I feel like there's overlap in like our story of mm-hmm. really just wanting um, to pursue different avenues and try new things and see what sticks there. And I know that you have been um, recently launched. Um, is is it a blog about so, women? For Simple and for Sweet. For Simple so and Sweet, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a blog. And this is the fun thing. I finally did like a video of telling everyone um, when I launched last year, I really, it was terrible timing for me to launch. Um, to be completely frank, I did not know what was about to happen in my life to where, <laughs> to what happened. I I launched and I was in it fully and then just, you know, things hit the fan. Um, and I wasn't in a place until recently to really kind of dive back in. But simple and sweet, like, the way I like to explain it to people for the first time is like, think like Goop or like Net-A-Porter mm-hmm. or like Mr. Porter or brands like that. Think like Goop for good. Um, think about like a blog platform that you can go to and also find inspiration, but also shop like e-commerce. But our platform will be telling women's stories and talking to female chefs and having like recipes every single week featured, you know, home tours of women, kind of just an all in all place where like women can really connect with each other and it's very community based. Um, so that itself is just, it's, it's kind of my heart and joy. Um, like I like when it's, you know, weird to say, but like when I did end my past relationship, which was a huge chapter of my life and it was this thing where I was like, I've always been with one person and I've never really been alone. And I was in my early twenties and I was like, Oh my God, like, this is what I care about. And full credit to like, you know, my, you know, my ex, but without him, I would not have ever realized who I am as an individual. Um, He taught me a lot about myself, a lot about what I love. And it was, you know, based on our differences, but also at the same time, like, I'm very thankful for that relationship, because it brought me to this new chapter. So it's this, it's this media site, basically, where it has, it's a blog, but also sells, you know, refined women made goods from all over the world, like smaller batch collections, you know, these, these designers were, I I hate when I say like smaller designers, but I don't mean them small in any way. I mean, just designers that don't use like huge factories and are overproducing stuff and shipping out to like Nordstrom, no offense against Nordstrom. I mean, that's their own business profile themselves, but doing these smaller batch um, women goods and having a platform where you can shop and also be inspired on a community basis. And then also selling women artwork on the website too. Um, There's a hole, there was a hole in the market for selling women made like artwork from painters to photographers. Like it's so hard to find 
um, women artwork. And I think it's very apparent yeah. in, like when you go to like in the art museum, like it's so hard to see women artwork in art museums. Like you don't see it. And I think that was something that always kind of upset me when I was in art school too, is like art history and like not really learning about a lot of women in art and like art history. And, you know, I was like, we have to change this. So that's kind of another part of that website, but um, that's the website in a whole. It's like a blog meets e-commerce situation and then eventually post-COVID hosting dinners in different cities across the United States working with local nonprofits that help women and girls within the city that we're hosting dinners in um also to create a real community I think that was I think that's the thing so much is on the internet right now and I don't think we're gonna escape that anytime soon it's like our life um (laughs) but taking people from the internet and putting them together in real life and doing that more often. Um, and I want to yeah. do that because I think it's so important to have these like hard conversations and meet and connect, you know, to have a real community. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, this is a conversation that I think happens quite often with women, but, you know, it's really hard to be vulnerable as a girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many expectations and pressure and, you know, you have to be the boss, but you also have to look pretty. Like there's so many pressures that you just carry. And as you know, women, we're hosts and we like love to love on people. And so I don't know, I find myself, um, being on, you know, on Instagram and and on all these platforms, kind of just staying to my like five or 10 friends when sometimes I just want to like meet new people and I want to feel um, connected to like the bigger story. And sometimes it feels like, you know, with just being texting or or Instagramming, there's a sense of like, you know, like not vulnerability there, I guess. Right. And I think and I think that was something that I definitely related to. I think one of the biggest things for me is when I did determine, like when I, when I wrote, like I actually told this story yesterday, which is kind of funny, but when I wrote like simple, simple and sweet down, I wrote it down before I really knew what it meant. And I spell sweet, like a hotel suite. Um, ironic that I was staying in a hotel at the time. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But now <laughs> it makes so much sense because I, I look at this word now and in the community and the blogging kind of what I'm building with this. And I'm like, it's spelled like a suite in that sense, because I want you to be, I want you to feel at home no matter where you are. Like, I want you to be able to pull up this blog or go shopping on this website or be at a dinner and feel at home. And I want it to be a safe space and a safe haven for you where you can be vulnerable with people and that, you know, you're in a space with like-minded individuals So Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely like, it kind of just hits home now when I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, this is literally spelled like a hotel suite or an office suite or, you know, somewhere that's supposed to feel like home when you're not at home. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I like kind of going off of that a little bit. I, I just have like, and you can dive into as much detail as you want here, but you know, as a wedding professional, um, I like, I know how to build a company in the wedding space. Like I know exactly Mm -hmm. the formula to get to a spot where you can generate money out of that. Um, Did you run into any like walls when you pivoted drastically for Simple Suite 
simple and sweet out of the wedding space a little bit? Like, did you, were you just like, where do I start? Or did it all just kind of organically happen? Um, definitely not organically happen. <laughs> I think it was one of the hardest pivots. It's still a hard pivot as we're like relaunching. Um, these are things that I have never known about. Like I have never known about crowdfunding. I've never known about venture capital. I've never known about angel investing. There's so much because this is something that I've wanted to take to a very large scale because I think it is something that the world needs. This is this is not about me. This is about helping women. And I always want to make that very clear when I when I talk about it because this is something I think women need. Um, and I want it to be on the scale. So, I mean, I did a lot, I've done business coaching. I've done coaching through IFBET women. I've done a lot of reading, like so much reading. I have done deep and like deep, deep, deep research into differences in between B Corps and C Corps and seed funding and all the rounds of funding. Um, I live on like Crunchbase now, which if you're not familiar with Crunchbase, you can literally find out any information about any company ever who invested in them, their rounds of funding that they've done, how much money they got, and then looking at like-minded companies and seeing who invested in them and why and doing that research. So it definitely Mm -hmm. has not been an easy pivot, but it's been a pivot that has taught me so much. And I feel like I know so much more about like what's going on in the world and the companies that like we buy from every day. Um, because of it. So I feel like a lot more educated in that sense, but in terms of an easy pivot, no. Um, but the support that I've had and the love that has been given even over the time where I was second guessing myself has been enormous. And I will say that I have been so thankful and grateful and humbled by the love and support that I've been given for this mission. So that's been what has kept me pushing forward a hundred percent. Right. Right. Because like, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've started things and stopped things and tried and, and everything has its own different challenges. Right. And so like right now in, in our primary petals journey, it is, you're kind of speaking the language that I'm in right now is just really taking a super deep dive into actually how big companies work as opposed Mm -hmm. to one woman, two woman shows. And there is just a totally different approach to it and can be very overwhelming. Is there any, like, I read a lot to it, read a ton of business books. Is there any books that you've read that have really helped you that stand out? I don't think necessarily books, any like certain books. I think it's more certain blog posts and then finding coaching, um, coaching that speaks to you, you know, looking, um, looking at COOs of companies, um, and seeing if they're still at the company, different companies that they've helped develop and build, seeing if you resonate with them and then being able to sit down and talk to them and potentially hire them to help you on your journey, I think has been the biggest help for me. I think there's so many resources too. And also I think you, I mean, not necessarily like a book or even online, you know, finding whatever, but you are literally that three degree margin where everyone talks about like you're three degrees from whoever you want to be from is so true. You know, somebody that knows somebody a hundred percent. 
And it's so funny during this, you know, thing where it's like, I mean, I, you can randomly meet, I mean, not right now, COVID, but you can randomly meet someone at a bar and they're like, oh my God, I know that person. And it's just like the most, the craziest Mm -hmm. thing in the world to me. But like, I think being a friendly person, which I know you, which I know you are too. And like, we're, you know, we're kind of open books when we meet people or when we're in a crowd or even at a wedding, back to weddings. Like I've met so many incredible people at weddings that have taught me Mm -hmm. so much, or even like a past groom of mine. He is, I mean, he's a CEO um, at a company and he was like, oh, you need to talk to this woman. Oh, you need to talk to this woman. Oh, you need to talk to this person and this person. And like, I would love to help set you up. And like set you up just like a call with them so that you can talk to them about what you're doing because I know that they'd be interested and maybe want to give you like angel investing, which angel investing is super interesting. And, you know, it's where someone just loves what you're doing um, yeah. versus like venture capital when they own a percentage of the company. So there's there's so many ways to self-fund and so many ways to just, I think just talking about it um, is, is probably the greatest gift. Um, so learning wise. Mm-hmm just learning from other people. Hey guys, it's your girl, Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. You know, we so have this anxiety culture right now, unfortunately, where it's like, well, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to pick up the phone. And um, some of the things that Chloe and I, Chloe is the COO of Primary Petals, and she and I have been cold calling and um, going to business, like literally going to businesses that are still open, being like, hi, we're these people and here's our sample. And like, we really want to work with you. And we're a smaller company that seeks to grow. And the love and support that we've gotten just by that, it like snowballs, right? And so it's like, right. I think sometimes we just hide behind, you know, like posting on Instagram when really people aren't as scary as they, like we think they are. <laughs> like ask people, talk to people, ask questions, right. like be curious. Like having that mindset, I think is really healthy. Otherwise, you know, if you don't put yourself out there and take the leap, like it's, you know, it's only your idea and no one else knows about it. You just never know who you're going to meet. Period. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, a perfect example right now is like, I think I called you like six years ago and was like, you're a really great photographer in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Can we have breakfast? And like six years in, you're on the podcast. Like that's the example, right? It's like, (laughs) it's like that wouldn't have happened if, if we didn't connect, you know, we, it would have been right. like a, who's this person? Like, yeah. So. And I think one of the greatest things, I mean, this is a thing when you do use the internet for good, which is something that I, I mean, like say putting yourself out there, meeting people. I have met some of the coolest people just through Instagram. And like, I talk to them all the time and it's like, I've never even met this person or I haven't met them yet, but like you connect over like-minded things when you usually are in a social space, like Instagram or, you know, whatnot, like social media. But I, 
I think it's this very fun thing of like, if you like somebody's work or if you like, like what someone is saying, like tell them, interact with them because you just don't know. And like, and it's not saying you like do it to get something out of it. I don't think that should ever be anyone's intention. But I think the fact of like, if you're connecting to someone's work or if you're connecting to what someone is saying on any platform and you connect with them, it's for a reason. And there's a reason why you connect with them. And I think like, you know, when you like as an entrepreneur, like we second guess ourselves all the time. So like when someone comments on my stuff or even DMs me or shoots me an email, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Because, you know, when you're doubting yourself as we all were human, we do that. And when someone's like, I love what you're doing or I fully support this. And it just gives you that encouragement to keep going. And I think as a person, you know, we have to do that for other people too. And you just never know what kind of relationship that's going to bring. Um, there's so many people that like just being able to put yourself out there, which I know is like the hardest thing and it's easier said than done, but putting yourself out there in this like vulnerable way, just to be like, Hey, or like, you know, Hey, I really love your work or whatever. And just having like an authentic relationship. I think that's one of the, I mean, that's one of the deepest things, even like when I was building Sawyer Baird Weddings, like I would, I mean, not necessarily like cold email or like, you know, just like email planners, but like, I loved digging and learning about planners all over the country, honestly, and all over the world and looking at their work. And like, if I connected with their work, I would shoot them an email because I'm like, I love your work. And it wasn't like, it it was one, because A, I had just started in the wedding industry and I wanted to genuinely meet people. And two, I think people can, I mean, people can tell if you're being genuine or not. I think, you know, it's just not like, Hey, I want to work with you. But like when I, when I would email planners, it was because I genuinely connected to their work because at that point I was building a business and I didn't want to work with people unless I connected with their work. So like when I did take that time, to email people, it was because I genuinely really loved their work. And like, I would, I would talk about certain things that I loved about their work. Um, And I think that was so important. It's like pointing out certain things and connecting, not really surface level, connecting like a little bit, like, you know, deeper than that. I know you don't know this person yet. So it seems surface level, but pointing out certain things um, that you love about them. So, you know, using the internet for good in that sense and the community, aspect of the internet for good too so I think I just kind of went on a tangent about meeting people (laughs) no that's really good and I think like that has really served me well as well like that one-on-one um touch point has been um a very good thing for my mental health but it's also proven to be an incredible ROI of um investing of time for, you know, even just booking jobs and and making a living out of this, like really just, you know, setting aside the expectation, taking someone out for coffee is really great. (laughs) It's just like, it's a really important thing to include in the, in the daily thing and networking. I mean, like if you can't, if we can't go to, you know, these big giant networks to share about our work, like why not, you know, go out to coffee during COVID or do a virtual little hot cocoa date on Zoom with somebody that you really admire. I think that that's, I think it's just a, all around, it's a, it's a wholesome way to grow your company organically. Yeah. And I think, I think that moment where you hit, like, I think that moment where when you meet someone and you find that 
like to call it that sauce, that like secret sauce. I think everyone has their own little recipe. Um, but like when you meet someone and you actually connect, like po- like not just like small talk, like you actually connect with someone, that's when the magic mm-hmm. happens. I love working with people that I can go have a drink with afterwards. I love working with people that I can <laughs> genuinely talk to. I like, because I am able to be myself in that work environment and I am able to show up and just not be, not feel this pressure, um, but just be able to be me and know that like we both trust each other and it's going to be great. And like having that deeper connection with anyone, I think creates, is what creates that magic. Yeah, absolutely. So what is moving? I mean, obviously we've all been in COVID. It's like one big giant club that no one wants to be in but what have you (laughs) what can we expect from Baird and Lim and Simple and Sweet after COVID has gone away (laughs) so I mean I think it's I think it's fun I mean I can even talk about my own personal photography journey too um what's what's soon to come but I think right now Hannah yeah with Baird and Lim Hannah and I are rolling with the punches um you know weddings move to next year so we're rolling with the punches and we're you know, love, we love all of our clients next year. Like we've, the ones that we've had to move, people are great. Everyone's so wonderful. They've been so kind and everyone's just been, we are just so grateful. Um, and we just can't wait. So that's going to be really great. So after next year, so this 2020 was supposed to be kind of my first, my last full year of weddings. Um, so kind of got pushed to 2021, which I'm totally okay with. Like I said, our clients are great and we're thankful. Um, so after 2021, I'll be really limiting my wedding intake based on what's going on with simple and sweet. Um, and then, um, with my personal photography right now, working on getting, you know, travel prints and such into the hands of interior designers. I think it's like this cool space where like, I get to do something I love and then share it with other people and then have it be in their homes, which is what I, I mean, I'm obsessed with interior design in homes. Like ask anyone who knows me. Um, (laughs) And having this just kind of be something that I get to do is cool. And then pursuing, you know, writing that, writing the coffee table book with, you know, interviews of women who are making a difference is what's happening with my personal photography. Um, And then simple and sweet is just rolling. It's, we're about to work on these interviews, getting interviews on the website, having the full relaunch, and then having the e-commerce site launch next year, which is wild to me. It's like wild to think that you're going to be able mm-hmm. to come to like hire. I mean, I, I have to hire writers um, and certain people because, you know, you can't do everything yourself. And I think that's another thing I've learned mm-hmm. over the years is you have to ask for help when you need help. Um, yeah. But for sure like yeah I mean it's like coming from like the person who's like I am so particular but like you have to hire people that you trust and you have to bring people in so with that just I'm super excited just to have a platform where we can all come to for inspiration and hear stories about women that you don't necessarily hear about every day like like it was it was funny the other day I was like I want to talk to like the women at NASA like I want to I want to hear what they do I want to hear about it I want to talk to these politicians I like want to like I want to talk to these lawyers and I want to talk to politicians and I want to talk I mean I want to talk to fashion designers and artists too but like I want to talk to like women across the board and regardless of what your job is and I want to you know women who are making differences I want to talk to them and I want to interview them on the blog and then 
you know, also the e-commerce side, which is going to be fun. I'm pumped. Like to know you're going to a website and basically shopping small, like shop small, think big. That was like on my pitch deck. Shop small, think big, like all in one place. Let's like think about this big. And you know, you're supporting a small business, even though it's like going to be a company, like it's a company and it's a large scale company. You're still supporting a small businesswoman at the same time. So it's like this full circle. Um, and then, you know, dinners. So that's, that's soon to come dinners. I was so sad when COVID hit, we were so close to launching our New York dinner and LA dinner. <laughs> we were so upset. We were just like, we were like, I think it was like, I think we we're two days going from going to the printer to print. We were going to do customized oh invites to women in LA and in New York, um, 35 women in both cities and we were going to do this private dinner and invite everyone to come like a full, beautiful invitation in the mail, like full get up. Um, and we were so pumped. And there's like a little bio about Simple and Sweet, what we were looking to grow and how we like one other support. And then we were going to include a tote bag. It was just like a whole thing. And like then literally the next week that was like, oh, sorry, you're in lockdown. We were like sick. <laughs> this is great. Um, so I mean, whenever we can host those dinners, which in the beginning we do want to do like invitation dinners, but we're also are going to open it up to where we do ticketed dinners where you can come and buy a ticket to a dinner and percent of the proceeds will go back into helping local nonprofits in the city that we're hosting the, the dinners in. So knowing that you're connecting with, you know, 35 is like kind of what we set the number at when I was thinking about it, 35 women or whoever honestly I've been asked that question too it's like is it exclusive women I'm like if you support what we're doing I come on you know come on come on and um you know having these dinners with just like-minded individuals um excites me so much and knowing that you're helping a local nonprofit um also just makes me so happy like it's so easy to help people and to love people it's not even funny like it's just not like it's just it's easy to do and I think we often forget about it like just go to like even if you think about Amazon just shop on smile.amazon.com versus Amazon and you can donate back into a nonprofit of your choice easy like and you're literally doing nothing else that you would do like like you're literally just typing a different like domain and you're buying the same stuff it's not more expensive but you're donating back um into a nonprofit you want. So like mindset to UNICEF. So like every single time I shop from small, you can shop Whole Foods, everything like that through that domain too. So it's not even just like exclusive to like whatever you can literally buy whatever you want and give back. And it's so easy. And like Lyft, Uber, you have an opt-in where you can round up your change from every ride, um, to go to a nonprofit of your choice. Um, there's just little things that I think people don't know about it, but I'm like, it's so easy to just like love people. They're making it yeah. easy and we're just avoiding it. I mean, I'm not, but a lot of people <laughs> are avoiding it or don't know about it. So it's like, let's just show up in the way we can show up, you know? Totally. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have, I'm taking notes, Sawyer, as we're, <laughs> as you're saying all these, like, oh, smile that Amazon. Um, that's so yeah. cool. Well, I, um, I, is there anything like else that you just want to share, like on the pod? I know it's not a poignant question or anything, but. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, this has been, it's been so fun to talk about everything. I think I'm just, I think, I think we're all in this place of just wanting to show up and be better versions of ourselves and also like love people. I mean, it's like the cheesiest thing. I think I say, I say it so much. I'm like, we should just like be better at loving people. It's, it's not hard to be a nice person. I like, (laughs) that's one of the things that I like resonate (laughs) with a lot, but um, even, I don't know. I mean, I know this year has been hard on everyone, but I think one of the greatest things that I've learned this year through, you know, through therapy and through self-awareness and becoming to a place of being self-aware is for anyone in the industry, because I know the industry, like the wedding industry right now is, it's stressful. COVID stressed everyone out. Like it's been a mess. But Mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest things to take away is like, once you look at why someone's hurting and like, you understand like that pain or the anger, like the background behind it you start to realize a lot more about like mm-hmm. what's happening like you see there's this quote and I like wish I could like think about it like exactly to the point but it's like once you start to look where the hurt comes from you start to understand and you ha- start to have this empathy and you're able to communicate more with a person and just be more understanding and you know not so judgmental at first um just being able to look at all sides of things and I think if this year has taught us anything wedding industry, whatever industry, honestly, it's that we have to have grace for the things we don't necessarily understand and know that like things will work out. Um, and that's going to be okay. And I think just kind of having that mindset in any, any realm of business, um, is so important to have right now. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's my notes. That's my notes for the year. <laughs> you're like opening your notebook you're like things I've learned right? I've learned um, this year be a nice person period love people. Yeah. yeah I mean just like I love it. ask people how their day is like you know make people feel like they're human beings um we don't have to be so I know like being in a fast-paced area we were like we're kind of like pushed to be fast-paced but like we don't have to be like we can still show up and you know get our job you know have that work-life balance we just have to be able to like set it for ourselves and make sure that we're showing up in the way we want to show up too for sure those are my notes on the year like I said (laughs) I love it thank you so much for coming on bossy class I you you have been on my um my my short list since I started (laughs) last season so I'm so excited that you and I have been able to connect and I think if anything the one thing that any listener can take away from this is I think you and I both are two people that are like oh you want to do it you can do it so yeah whoever's listening right now if there's an idea in your head you can do it and like Carly and I will back you up on it a (laughs) hundred percent like we're like go for it and I just I love that about our friendship um over the years, like any idea is not crazy. And I think just, you know, knowing there's always people in your corner is so great. So it was wonderful to talk to you. Just, it's been so good. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's been very life-giving. Well, thank you, Sawyer. And yeah, best wishes. We're going to put everything in the show notes of all the things you mentioned and all of your simple and sweet and your photography and everything so people can find you. But thanks again for taking the time. All right. Bye. 
This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.